Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hello acast pluses welcome to another bonus the secret podcast yes it is with me ali slother and me richard herring uh in which ali sloper that's me you can tell uh, i'm the different person i'm my different voice he's got a very different voice to me yes i have your voice is ridiculous and squeaky and strange and mine is no no yeah, well, I've got a bit of a cold still, um, because this is the April bonus, is it? I thought it was March. We recorded it in March just because, what? Yeah, and we got a bit behind, and so I thought I'd get a bit ahead. Uh, I've got nothing to do on a Friday afternoon, so um, why not get this out of the way? That's not the way to think about these bonus podcasts. They're just an utter delight that we enjoy doing. They're not a contractual obligation in any way. That is true. Um, I do love doing them. It's I think they're some of the best things I do. But uh, we have to keep them secret from the from the normals, from the non-super people. 
that's a lovely way of putting it, Richard. Yeah, you know, I, I stumbled a bit. Um, let's get on with it. It's 15.39 if you're interested. I mean, it probably isn't where you are, but if it is, that's going to freak you out. <coughs> still a little bit uh, ill. I've still got my March illness. You're now in April. Yeah, it's incredible. It's lasted so long. Well, it has lasted a long time. Hopefully it'll be gone by April. We'll see. Uh, I'm going to be on holiday in Cyprus in the first week of April. Ooh, can I come? No, there's no room for you. Can I come in your suitcase? Well, you've come in my suitcase before. I certainly have. Did you mean ejaculating sunk in there? I did mean that. Um, we're on, we're on fire. We are literally on fire. Not something I would particularly like, because I'll burn it very easily. I mean, it's not something I would like either, so it doesn't have to be made of papier-mâché to not like uh, the idea of uh, being burnt to a crisp. Uh, anyway, look, I really appreciate you guys supporting us via ACAS Plus. Do tell your friends about ACAS Plus. Do tell your friends about the podcasts. Uh, just by listening to the podcast with adverts in, people are helping us out. But you are help- giving us some extra... Bonus help, and you get some extra bonus podcasts. This podcast, if you're unaware, <coughs> excuse me, has Ali Sloper, the 131-year-old ventriloquist dummy. That's me. I'm cheeky me. Sit on it. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Oh, well, you winked and put your hair up at the same time there. That was pretty impressive. Yeah, you did, did it again. That's an accident of the strings crossing, but we may try and keep that in. It's been ages since we've done a Twitch of Thun. Well, hopefully by the time people are listening to this, we will have done a Twitch of Thun. Who knows? Um, let's get on. We're asking emergency questions from my original emergency questions book that came out as a Kickstarter reward. Um, went on to spawn another one and then one that came out in the shops. And then there's a Would You Rather as well. So we literally have a billion of these. We're on question 106 of the first book, which has 500 questions, I believe. <coughs> I think we're going to be OK. OK, Richard, here we go. What do you consider to be the most mediocre chocolate bar? Uh, well, I've talked about this in my stand-up set, and that's where this question comes from. Uh, I think the Twix is the most mediocre bar. Um, nobody hates it. Nobody loves it. It's like the, it's like the opposite of Marmite. Everyone just thinks it's OK. It's nobody's favourite bar. It's nobody's least favourite bar. If you say to get me a chocolate bar from the from the shops and some came back with a Twix, you go, oh, OK, it's all right, um, I suppose. It's like a weird choice. Uh, no, someone's at the door. Can you get that, Katie? Let's see if Katie can get it. I did say, mean to say... Might be the kids actually. Let's see. Well, let's see. This is very exciting, Richard. I know it is pretty exciting. I can look on my uh, ring doorbell to see who it is. Can I? I forgot about that. There's no one there. Oh, hold on. There's loads of. Oh, there's loads. What's going on? Why is it so far back in time? Mr. Ring. Oh, it's just the kids. It is the kids. It's the kids messing around. It's, you know, it's using up... I can't. I don't want to stop, because, um, <coughs> you know, that will mean the, the podcast gets truncated. But, you know, it's not very interesting for you to listen to that, is it? Well, it fills time, Richard. It fulfills our contractual obligation. That shows it's not... It's something we do, because we love doing it, Ali. Uh, so the Twix, you know, it's... 
no one would go, go and get me a Twix. No one would do that. But if you got a Twix, you go, oh, okay. But it's not like a bounty. Some people go, oh, great, bounty. Some people go, oh, no, not a bounty. I'd go, no, not a bounty. Why have all the chocolate? If you get a bounty. Uh, if someone got me a Twix, I'd eat it happily enough. But I would still think they were weird for choosing. I don't even know why they have it in the shops. Because it's nobody's first choice. But um, Twix is the most, it is the most mediocre chocolate. But it's biscuit, caramel, hardly any chocolate on it at all. Richard, what is the most unconvincing lie you have ever told? Ooh, that's a pretty good question. I can't think of it. I'm very good at lying, actually. Are you? Yeah, I lie all the time. I've, you know, I've committed many crimes. Pick and nicks. Oh, yeah, I do talk about it. I do talk about most things. I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a very dishonest person. I kind of, if I do something wrong, I'm sort of delighted to be able to talk about it. And if I've done something <coughs> embarrassing... I'm trying to think if I was a kid. You got anything? You got anything for this? I cannot tell a lie, Richard. That's the thing about me. I'm cheeky niece, you done it, daughter. Um, well, I have told lies. Uh, I think, look, I thought, I thought of one. Uh, when I was um, a kid, uh, we had to write, when I was at primary school, we had to write a nurse, well, no, primary school. So I'd been about five or six, just first time I could write. Six or seven, something like that. Um, and we had to write about what happened to us at the weekend. And I wrote that our house had been burgled at the weekend and that the burglar, all he'd taken had been my police uniform that I, that I had a, you know, dress up in police uniform. 28 years old you were when you know, as, as I said, I was five or six or seven. Uh, I had, and it was my favourite thing. I had a helmet and then like a little police costume and I loved it. And, uh, and then when the teacher questioned me about it, I think, or in, even in the essay, I think the police, I said, the police said that the burglar must have had a son that he wanted to give the police uniform to. I mean, it's sort of, yeah, and, and it, you know, you may have been convinced by that story. It, it, it didn't happen. It was a lie. Um, and I don't think it's a very convincing one that we'd be burgled and all the burglar took was a child's costume that would have cost like 50p probably at the time from the shops. Um, it's sort of weird that it was a police that a burglar were coming in, oh, I'll give this to my son. Maybe he'll grow up and won't be a criminal like me if I give him a police outfit. Maybe that's what he was thinking. I, you know, I can still slightly, I can't envisage it because I've got aphantasia, but I can still slightly remember the sense that the teacher did not believe me, even though she was going, oh, yeah, I'm asking questions about it. I, really, I think in my heart I knew that uh, she didn't believe me. But she pretended to believe me. I don't know if she talked to my parents about it to check if it was true or not. It was not true. It was an unconvincing lie. And I guess also in that same class. Um, <laughs> when, but I lied a lot as a child uh, when I shit my pants. Um, and I was wearing short trousers and I didn't want to tell anyone I'd shit my pants. I didn't want to, you, you know, I was too scared to go to the toilet because that would do a poo because you would get mocked for that. Um, I shit my pants and I tried to cover it up and, and when people were saying oh, there's an odd smell in here the other kids I go oh, there must be a naughty dog outside and then they'd smell something again oh and there's that naughty dog again um, until a, a small turd slipped out of my pants and onto the floor and the kids found it and then uh, the jig was up and I ran into the toilets my mum came to collect me. Were you 28 years old? No, again, I said I was at primary school. Were you 28 years old? Yes, I was 28 years old when I was at primary school. So those are two unconvincing lies. But I became a much better liar and uh, never been caught. 
film, her many crimes. Richard, question 108. Would you be willing to eat a bowl of crickets, a what a bowl of crickets, a what a bowl, 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 a bowl of crickets, of crickets for $40,000. Uh, this very specific question comes from buzzkenya.com, so I'm presuming they're Kenyan dollars. It sounds like uh, they might be willing to pay that for you, if you the, that exact amount, if you do it. <coughs> Would I be willing to eat a bowl of crickets for $40,000? Yes. I, depending what the exchange rate is and what dollars you're talking about, and if it's a trick and it's $40,000 and it's worth 10p, um, maybe not, but... Uh, no, I'd probably do. I'd eat a bowl of crickets for nothing. I mean, if they are they living? I, it doesn't see... Um, we're all going to have to eat insects in the future. There's not going to be too many humans and not enough food. Uh, the only way for us to get protein would be to eat crickets. And I think you could prepare crickets in a interesting way, dry them out, put a bit of chilli sauce on them. I'd absolutely give it a go. I mean, that's the only reason I'd like to do this. I'm a celeb to get me out of here. I don't like want to do it because of, you know, it's, it's, yeah, being filmed all the time is horrible and being, a, being like that much of a celebrity is a horrible idea. But I'd quite like to try to eat all those weird things. Uh, and insects would be the least of your worries. Wouldn't it be great? Richard, what happened to Lazarus the second time he died? Very good question, because Jesus brought him back to life, didn't he? He died. Jesus brought him back to life, thinking he, uh, uh, just, he was on his way to heaven. He was thinking, oh, great. And then Jesus got back in biblical terms. Why am I back here? I was going to heaven. Uh, and Jesus just pisses off, doesn't he? He's brought him back. Because there he is. He's alive. But presumably he dies again at some point, unless he lives forever. Um, and, uh, you know, what's the point in bringing someone back for a bit? That's what I'd say. So I think the second time he died, he probably went to heaven and went, oh, thank God. I thought, you know, is Jesus going to bring me alive again? God says, no, well, you know, make up your mind. Am I, what's the point in bringing me back to life for a bit? So I think he, unless he never died, there's that, there's the, uh, I don't know enough about it, but there's the story of the wandering Jew, isn't there? Or something that's, isn't the idea that Jesus said there is someone still alive who will be here when the kingdom of heaven arrives and obviously time passed 2000 years have passed and the kingdom of heaven has not yet arrived uh so i think they came up with this idea that there was a a guy who was alive at the time who has never died so that jesus is, is not made out to be a liar a terrible liar like me with a dog poop um i don't think that was lazarus was it in night then shall i shall i look it up i oh, don't look it up till some time this is about having fun not about just filling time you know we're not we're trying to give people a laugh here they're laughing and learning feels wrong saying the wandering Jew. it sort of feels like it's a an offensive thing to say but i don't think it is the wandering jew is a mythical immortal man whose legend began to spread in europe in the 13th century in the original legend a jew who taunted jesus on the way to the crucifixion was then cursed to walk the earth until the second coming. The exact nature of the wanderer's indiscretion varies in different versions of the tale. So do aspects of his character. Sometimes he's said to be a shoemaker or other tradesman, while sometimes he's the doorman at the estate of Pontius Pilate. That was pretty wrong. It definitely isn't Lazarus. <coughs> Ahashava is the name given to the wandering Jew from the 17th century. Uh, does it say anything about Lazarus here? The origins of the legend are uncertain. Perhaps one element is the story of Genesis and Cain, who's issued with a similar punishment to wander the earth. Uh, a belief that a disciple Jesus loved would not die was apparently popular enough in an early Christian world to be denounced in the Gospel of John. And Peter, turning upon the sea, if the disciple following of Jesus loved the nude, also leaned on his breast at the supper and said, Lord, which is he who betrayed? 
And Jesus has not said to him that he would not die, but if he will, that he tarry till I come. Uh, it's a, it's a big question, but uh, it's not Lazarus, so that's the answer to that. Well, I think you're in very offensive by confusing a wandering Jew with Lazarus, who has no connection. Next question, please. Let's move on from this controversial subject. If a serial killer kills another serial killer, does that work like conquers? Are you just doing bits of jokes from my... Are you just doing stat bits from my old stand-up and turning them into questions? Yeah. Well, I mean, that was a question. If a serial killer kills another serial killer, does that work like conquers? I think you should, shouldn't it? You know, if old... Uh, if Harold Shipman knocked off Fred West, adds 20 to his total. Vice versa. You know, I wonder if a serial killer has ever killed us. It must have happened at some point, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, surely, like, a a couple who were serial killers, one of them's probably killed the other one at some point when they were out to get caught or something. I mean, they're they're asking for it. If you are a serial killer, you can't really complain if someone serial kills you, can you? It sort of would be hypocritical to go, oh, no, not me. So, you know, if you're going to go down that road, which I would advise you not to, that's very decent. I'm a very moral person. If anyone's out there watching this, thinking I might become a serial killer. Don't do it. Be nice. Why don't you use your time being nice and helping people? You're very nice man, Richard. Yeah. What is your... F- oh, no, sorry, you're asking the question. I'm asking the question. What is your favourite keyboard shortcut? Um, I don't know. I, can't, I always forget them. There's the one that's, that takes a photo of the screen. What is it? I, don't, I wrote it down and stuck it to my computer for a bit. Alt. Alt, control, delete's the only one I can think of. Or, you know, Control-C, copy. That's probably my favourite one. Is that all you've got? Yeah, I don't, really, I don't really use them very much. I'm not proficient at the keyboard shortcuts. Uh, I sometimes do the photo one, but I have to look it up every time. Uh, and sometimes do uh, Control-C, Control-V. And sometimes do Control-F. Is that find? I don't, I don't even use that. Uh, no, don't, don't use them. <coughs> Richard, would you prefer to live in an igloo or have to dance the fandango every day at 90 and for the rest of your life? So, what is it for the rest of my life? I'm living in an, well, an igloo, or do I just have to live in an igloo for a second and then I don't have to dance the fandango? Let's say it's both for the rest of your life. So, would I rather live in an igloo, but I'm allowed to go out to work and stuff, I guess? Um, so, I don't have to stay. I'm not imprisoned in an igloo, but that's my home. If I want to go home, it's an igloo, yeah. And is it in, is it in the Antarctic? Or is it in is it in Hertfordshire? Uh, it's in the North Pole. So I'm living in a I'm living in an igloo in the North Pole. Yeah, but I'm allowed to commute to work and stuff. Yeah, am I allowed to stay in hotels? At, no, you have to always spend every night in the igloo. Well, this is a lot different than the question. Or if it's that, or what, dance the fandango at nine p.m. for the rest every day for the rest of my life. I dance the fandango. Do you know what a fandango is? I don't know what a fandango is, but I can learn. If I had to do it every day for the rest of my life, I probably would look it up online. And, you know, it would have been annoying. I'm often working at 9pm. But, you know, you don't say how long I have to dance the Fandango for. You just have to do it at 9pm. So maybe I can do one second of Fandango. And then uh, get on with my day. So it's obviously that's the easier of the two options. And I wouldn't mind living in an igloo. I once tried to build an igloo in my garden when it snowed. Uh, it collapsed, but no one was hurt. Richard, would you rather have no ears or no dignity? Well, I already have no dignity. So I'd rather have no dignity because it's not so bad. Uh, and is it just the is it just the pinners of the ear that are gone, or the whole? Would I be deaf? Is what you're saying? I guess you'd have no internal ear either if you had no ear. So I'd be a deaf man with dignity, 
Yeah, but no, he, no, he is. Yeah. Or how would I keep my reading glasses on? Uh, sanitate? Yeah, probably. There must be something they do for the pinnerless. Uh, or would I rather have no dignity but still have ears? Um, I think I, I think ears are quite important, and I think dignity is not all that important. So, yeah, that's my answer to that question. How long have we been going for? I forgot to look. Let's start. I forgot to look at what time we started. Feels like about t ten minutes. It was that doorbell ring when they that. That feels like some time, Rich. Stop making it sound like we don't want to do. I really love doing. I think it's a really good podcast this year. And uh, you know, if I had paid whatever it is, two to five pounds a month, I'd be delighted with my choice. Now listening to, it, I think well, I made a good choice. They also get the videos. They do. They know. Do you know how to get the videos? There's, I did a blog about it. It's on. It's on a secret website. There's loads of videos, of backstage videos. There's backstage. There's the full videos, the shows. It's amazing. <coughs> Richard, if you had, would if you had to, would you rather give up chocolate or cheese? If you had to, well, I have sort of given up chocolate, though I've slipped back in the last few months and found it quite hard to. I'm, I'm sort of. I've managed to avoid getting addicted to drugs, and I think getting addicted to alcohol. Uh, I did like to drink, but I don't think I was ever addicted. But with chocolate, I if I eat a bit of chocolate, I have to carry on eating and I can't stop. Um, so I have given up chocolate on many occasions. There's cheese, obviously fatty, not that good for you. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, I, I have given up chocolate, but I would rather not have to give up chocolate, still be able to eat it. And I think I'd rather give up cheese. But they're both very nice things and I still do eat cheese. Um, and I have given up chocolate, but I would rather give up cheese than chocolate, but I have to give up chocolate because giant chocolate Cadbury's buttons are like heroin to me. If I eat two, I have to eat the whole packet there for my children and it's not good for my health and it's not good for my children. They don't have chocolate buttons. I feel bad. Yeah. Uh, but you know, maybe we shouldn't be giving up stuff. You know, maybe we should try and live within our means and... I can't do it. Not with chocolate. With cheese, I can just probably have a bit of cheese and then not go back to cheese for a while. I like a bit of cheese. They eat cheese, Richard. I like halloumi. That's, is that a cheese? Don't go above Mortimer on me. Cheddar, of course, is a great cheese. For those asking, Emmental, I enjoy. Richard, what well, Richard? Richard, if you had the power to bring down planes with your mind, would you be able to resist doing so just once, just to check you really could, or would you do it loads anyway, laughing at the destruction you had wrought? Good question, Ali. Um, this, uh, this, this is the Medusa touch. This is a Richard Burton film where he's able to bring down planes by with his gaze, I think. <coughs> he looks at it and it will crash. Um, and you know, if you had that power, how, you would only know you had that power by doing it probably twice, right? I think you might do it, try it, and then the plane crashes and go, well, that might have just been a coincidence. I'll try it on the next plane, and then the next plane goes down. You'd think, oh, probably not a coincidence. Better not do that again. That's six hundred people who are dead. Um, I don't think I would like the. To, the I'm not like Satan and only in destroying fine IEs. I, I would rather live in a world where people weren't killed and things weren't destroyed, where we built rather than destroyed. So if I had the power to bring down planes and someone said you've definitely got this power, um, I think I'd resist. But it would be it would be hard, wouldn't it? Because you go, have I? Should I? Let's have a look. Let's see if I can do it. But I would feel very guilty about the needless murder of 300 people, children, adults, innocent people, just for the fun of bringing down a plane. Pilots, stewardesses, stewards, air staff, crew, 
what are we meant to call them? I don't know. Not, not air hostess. Don't call them air hostess or you'll get cancelled. Um, yeah, no, I wouldn't do it because I don't want to. Uh, I don't, I'm not interested in <laughs> murder and I would feel, I feel guilty about nearly everything I do. So imagine if I killed 300 people just by gazing at an airplane. Richard, oh, what's the strangest thing you've ever found in your junk email? Um, I don't think there's... No, it's all the usual stuff. I think I've probably written a few. But these are blogs, haven't I? Can I think of anything that's come up? <coughs> I don't think so. Uh, one recently came up. Someone tried to convince me they had... Did they try to convince me they had a video of me wanking or something like that? I thought, bring it on. If you have, let's see it. Um... You know, the usual, it's all the usual stuff. Penis enlargement. I write back, go, no, don't. I write back, show a picture of my penis, say, do you think this needs enlarging me? And they never reply. So I think that's the answer to that. Um, Nigerian princes, all that sort of stuff. Uh, Jazzy, who does a fantastic song uh, about junk email. But, uh, dear Henderson. Uh, but it might be called my bro. Who my bro the... Um, Look that up online. He's very good. And look up the rest of his songs. He's very funny. It's the best routine about uh, Junkie Bell I've seen. Richard, what is the most embarrassing thing you've ever tried to squeeze down the drain in a shower? Uh, some of my own feces is the answer to that question. You asked. I did not know that answer. Um, I think I have talked about this on the podcast. This is one of the most embarrassing things I've ever done. And I feel like I shouldn't talk about this yet. But I'm going to talk about it to you guys because I trust you not to spill the beans to the the journos who will take me apart. Um, I was pretty ill at the gym and uh, I, you know, I still don't understand my motivations for this. This was not a complete accident and um, I'd had diarrhoea and sometimes I wee in the shower. What? Sometimes I do a wee in the shower. What? In fact, always I do a wee in the shower. What? So he... So he, he even when I'm not in the shower, I'll go in the shower and do a wee. What? That's not true. Um, but I just, for some reason, maybe just I was in the shower, wasn't feeling well. I thought, you know, rather than take a trip to the toilet while I'm wet. Oh, this is so bad. I thought, I will go in the toilet, in the in the shower. Like, it was a busy shower. There were people around. That this was going to smell. What was I thinking? It was going to smell for a start. Yeah. A feces. Yeah. I, I think I, I would love to say just my brain was clouded by illness, but I just think I'd gone mad. And I don't understand what I was thinking. So I needed, you know, I had diarrhea. So that might have been part of it that I needed to go and didn't want to. Did I not want to? I don't know. I, I did it. Ali, I'm sorry. Yeah. Is, it, is this the content these thought? I don't know. I think they might think differently. Me after. I don't know. I can't understand it. And I feel differently about myself. So I thought, because it was diary, I thought I would poo and it would just get washed away by the by the water down the drain. But I mean, that, I mean, that's still horrible. And then going to the sewer, I assume. So, you know, is, was it so bad? Yes, it was bad. Um, don't let me do the interjections, not you. Okay, was it so bad? Yes, it was very bad. But it did, I did a little bit of poo. Little bit, well, you know, I emptied my the, the poo that was in there. It wasn't loads. And, it, and it, even though it was diarrhoea, it didn't just go down the shower train. No. It was st still, you know, 
wasn't it wasn't literally water there was still some substance to it yeah and then i was left with fecal matter in the shower if i came out the shower and someone else came in they would know it was me also you know someone might have just come in anyway it was be it would be even if they didn't know it was me it would be impolite so i had to squeeze it all down the do we have to put this out yeah squeeze it all down the grate at least at least i was in the shower <laughs> so i got clean again but you know i feel like i should have at least gone to and said look i've had an accident we need to get this thing properly cleaned out but i didn't i was an immature man of i was living in shepherd's bush at the time so somewhere between uh 35 and uh, 40, I'd say. It's before I met my wife, I think. Sorry, everyone. Richard, yeah, if you want to um, unsubscribe from ACAST, I will understand. Please don't tell anyone what I did. Richard, would you prefer to have a superpower which allowed you to predict the next day's weather with 75% accuracy or be able to assess if food was past itself, I think, was safe to eat? I don't care about the weather. I would love to know if for sure that food past itself like, was safe to eat. I usually just eat it anyway, and I haven't had any big disasters as a result, apart from the time I got diarrhoea and had to shit in the, in the gym shower. Um, <laughs> didn't even have to, but chose to. <laughs> God, what was that? I mean, I was ill. What was I thinking? Um, so, yeah, I'd like to be able to know what I can eat. And then eat it. And also, 75% accuracy isn't so like that. Three out of four days, I'd know what the weather was going to be. But one out of four days, I wouldn't know what the weather was going to be. It's not that good, is it? <coughs> Richard, if you could choose which liquid you weed, which liquid would you wee? Uh, ND, it can still be wee if you wish. Bear in mind, you will probably die quite quickly if the urine inside you is not expelled. What? Don't understand. Um, don't bear in mind you'll probably die quite quickly if the urine inside you is not expelled um, well some more scatological toilet humour um, what could I wee instead of wee I mean you know it would be nice to wee something pleasant wouldn't it something that you could share as a drink to people like lemonade or something just wee, wee lemonade beer wee beer on people you could get on top of a top of the you could be like at a concert you get on the balcony and wee on everyone and they're we there with their mouths open you could wee in their mouths and they go thanks for the free beer rich i go it's fine don't worry it's not wee even though it's just come out my winky i don't know if everyone would want to drink that but some people would just the people who were you know who would were involved in your winky already it'd be nice wouldn't it It'd be a nice treat for your partner you would like a you know like a steaming hot cup of tea here you go um, it's not, we don't need the cup. Richard, what modern day turn do you think will seem ridiculously arch... Sorry, what modern day item... Sorry, I couldn't have my reading glasses on. Do you think will seem ridiculously archaic in ten years' time? Well, that's... I mean, this book's been out for ten years. Maybe this book will be the archaic thing. I mean, not ten years, but it's been out for a little while. Um, ten years, so in 2033, is it? Is it 2023 now? I believe so. 2033, what will seem archaic and ridiculous. I mean, nearly everything, I think. 
I've just got a new car and it's, uh, you know, it's a brand new car and it's got all the stuff and it's incredible. It makes my old cars seem like something from the 1950s. It's like a spaceship. So that, you know, the things are moving on so fast that I think, you know, probably the idea of driving a car. New, I think the other day, newspapers, I mean, already um, seem weird, but those, you know, big newspapers, in 10 years' time, maybe no one will have a newspaper and it'll just you look and go, what? I've seen cash machines 10 years' time. I was walking through the station, A, seeing someone with a big paper, you go, that's good. You know, if you tell kids born this year about newspapers, they're going to think that was people carrying around great big massive pieces of paper to tell the news. But cash machines, I can't remember the last time I went to a cash machine. Uh, I don't use cash at all anymore. Don't ever have any cash anymore. I sometimes have like 20 quid just in case, but I've never used it. Because you can just do it on your watch and your phone. And your card. So I think cash machines, people go, well what? There were people queued up to take paper money out of the wall and they could have just, why? Nearly everything, I think. But also, you know, if the apocalypse comes, apocalypse comes, then everything will seem incredibly sophisticated compared to everything. Richard, if you had the ability to rearrange your internal organs into the configuration of your choice, what changes would you make? Um, <laughs> I don't know where that question came from. Uh, certainly written pre-testicular uh, cancer. Uh, I would be pre-testicular cancer. I would probably have said, you know, would it be nice to have my uh, testicles protected within my body like they are in certain species of uh, bird and mammal i think white whales have uh, internal testicles sea creatures and uh, i can't remember now it's in my book can i have my ball back anyway um <clears throat> but you know the good the good thing about the testicles being outside in the body is that if you get cancer of them they're easy to whip off which going into someone to get something out is a bit a bit harder, a bit more dangerous, and also a bit more dangerous of it spreading. So it's quite good that those testicles are separate for us guys. Um, but it does seem like a design flaw that they are so vulnerable. Um, but, you know, the rest of it, I mean, there's there's apparently some, like, weird offshoots of evolution on there where there's a there's little things inside you that loop around. There's no need for them to be so long, but they, they're evidence of some past thing. And there's organs, vestigial tails and things, and... Um, pancreases and stuff does the pan i think the pancreas does something what's the one i'm thinking of oh you know not the pancreas um the one that people have taken out sometimes yeah i can't think of it oh, it's weird how you can't think of it usually one i can't think of it you can think of it appendix oh yeah that's right appendix you did think of it i you know it's you you knew it and i didn't know the appendix you could take it out but i think i don't know if i'd want to start moving brains and i think the brain works quite well in the head heart's quite good here lungs Good system, yeah. Maybe I'd like a cloaca, I'd like the urinary and anal tracts to become one, and sexual tract to become one, just so it's all in one place. Apart from that, very happy with it, God. Very happy with what you've done. We'll go to the. Shall we go to the bottom of this page? Yeah, let's go to the bottom of this page. I don't know how long we've done. Richard, if you were in a Groundhog Day situation, what would be the worst crime you would commit, knowing that when you wake up, it would almost certainly not have happened? Well, that's true. You would think, you know, I can get away with anything. You could kill someone you didn't like, as long as they were within reaching distance of an hour of a day. Um, you could steal any you wanted, but you wouldn't be able to keep it. 
if you killed someone equally, you'd only have the pleasure, if that can be called that, of, of murdering them. They'd be back the next day. And there's always the danger that the next day, even if you've been there for 10,000 years or however long, uh, Phil Connor, is that his name? No. Bill Murray, however long he was in. I think it is Phil Connor. I don't think it is. However long he was in there for, there was always the danger the next day might be the day that he goes on. So, you, you know, you do a terrible murder spree just for the fun of it, just because you think... And I don't, as I say, I don't want to kill people. It seems like you do. <clears throat> I don't want to court, do a crime that upsets other people. I think even if you did it and they were bounced back and they, it was a video game and they came back to life, I would still... I feel guilty about so many things. From my past, from this past week. You know, it kind of haunts me. So even, you know, I think the reality of killing someone would be impossible to erase... From your psyche, you can't see things only on then. You can, but I can still remember them. Um, so I don't know. Would yeah, I mean, anything that you would benefit from would the benefit would leave straight away. Anything unpleasant, I think, would still haunt you, and there would be the danger that you would murder someone or do something a really big crime, and they'd just be locked up for it. So I mean, I suppose you could, as he does a little bit, doesn't he? He steals some money from a. Uh, a security van um, you'd be able to plan the perfect crime that you would know you'd get away with for at least a day or maybe forever but um, you know very limited opportunities you know I suppose um, you'd do what he does you know you'd try and see if you could um, convince people to have sex with you and you'd change it each day until they decided to have sex with you that would you probably work you would become miserable and try and kill yourself you do all the things that he does um you'd learn to play the piano to very high standard but then why would you go to the piano teacher on the last date when you already could play the piano i don't know why would she go that's my pupil when she's only just seen you that day i don't know richard if you had to bathe in excrement i have done if you had to well i have done sort of which animal or individual human excrement would you choose to bathe in um, if I had to bathe in excrement, I wouldn't like to bathe in my own. It's not unpleasant. And even though I've showered and it's been around, it wasn't nice. It sm really smelled bad. Um, and my, and my poo smells really bad. So it wouldn't be mine. I'm trying to think. I mean, horse manure is, would be, you know, you could get in a bath of horse manure. It's sort of, I'll tell you what, elephant manure, which I've worked with. I think I do discuss in a recent, um, our upcoming rehearsal, but it smells quite pleasant. It's not too sticky you would just get in a bath it's like straw or you know it's quite solid not wouldn't leave any skin marks on you i think i'd go for elephant poop you know you know i'm always tempted to eat it it's not that good so yeah not my own poop though i have had a shower in it richard if you're given the ability to fluently speak another language that you can currently can't currently speak which language would you choose and why <clears throat> um, I can't speak Italian. I'd love to be able to speak Italian. I'd love to have done... La I did Latin at school, and I've forgotten it all. Uh, and I loved it, and I got way ahead. They had these Cambridge Ox Cambridge books, the series with Caecilius and everything. I'm sure I've talked about this a lot. And I did, the year before O-Level, I did studied with this brilliant teacher, Mr Moore, who I loved, who was funny and charming, and I really wanted to impress, but I also loved the subject, and it would have been much very useful for me to do it because I went and studied history, which I didn't realise I was going to do at that point. But my choices meant I couldn't do Latin. I got 99% in my final Latin exam. 
And I didn't get 100% because I spelt there, T-H-E-I-R, instead of T-H-E-R-E, or the other way around. That was the only mistake I made on the entire paper. And um, I was good at it. It would have been useful to me. I would love to be able to go back in time and talk to Caecilius, and not just say Caecilius destinger auto. Oige, oige, a good fly, hoddy, non labrorant. We've got a pussycat up here. I don't know if you saw that cat, right? Um, but I'd love to be able to speak any language. I wasn't very good at languages, um, at speaking them. It's interesting that Latin gr grasped me so strongly, and it's, that's why I'm obsessed with Pompeii, because of those books. Um, and that teacher, Mr. Moore, fantastic teacher. I hope he's still there. He seemed very old at the time, but I don't, he was probably, uh, you know, 40 or something. So I think I haven't heard that he's died, so he might still be alive. He had grey hair and felt to me like he was 65, 70, but I don't think he was. Maybe he was eternal, maybe he was Caecilius. Final question of this run, yeah. If you were God, what flavour would you have made ejaculant? Because it's like God didn't even consider that people were going to eat it. Um, that is true, so I watched the thing there. Uh, it, is, it is like he considered that no one was going to eat it. Um, I uh, I think, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's good that it doesn't taste that great because then it shows real commitment to the people who are prepared to eat it. Some people like the taste of it, I'm sure. Um, I don't want to eat it myself, so uh, I'm not sure it would. Uh, I would make it a flavour that was nice for me. I suppose out of, re out of respect for the people who do eat it. You know, if it was too nice, you know, people would be going to that well too much when they said that. I think God really balanced it up. He thought, well, make it something that's not super unpleasant, but not super pleasant, so that it will show commitment to the person doing that act. Um, you know, so it's obvious to go for chocolate or something, but if it was chocolate, you'd just be sucking cocks all day. I'd be sucking. If it was chocolate, and it didn't have any calories, well, it does have calories, doesn't it? But I'd be sucking cocks all day for that. So um, I think leave it as it is. I mean, it is like God didn't think about it, but I think thinking about it, I think he really thought about it. And he made that decision. Well, it's been quite a disgusting episode, uh, and I apologise for that. It has been, Richard. You have cut it very badly. And just completely, you know, I, un, it's an unforced error. I didn't need to tell you that story. No. But honesty is my currency. That's what I operate in. I still can't, you know, I can't remember enough about the story to really know why I did that. And that's the annoying thing. Oh, there's a pussy cat in the background. If you're watching the video, the pussy cat's by the window. That is uh, chocolate. The other one's called tabby. Tabby's a ginger cat. And chocolate is a tabby cat. Guess who named our cats? Right, lovely to see you. Have a great April. Have a good rest of April whenever this goes out. Uh, I'll be back in May, and I will be back in May too. May I be back in May? You may be. And um, we'll do another one of these, but uh, God willing, and His heaven above, making spunk taste like that. Um, why make it taste of anything, God? That's my question to you. You know, it could just have been like water, couldn't it? Doesn't need to taste of anything, does it? No. It's meant to go in an orifice without taste buds. So, you know, you think on about what you're up to, God, before you start criticising me for pooing in a shower. We'll be back. Do come and see us live. Uh, I'm doing some gigs in London at the Bill Murray in uh, April and May. 
and then we're back at the Square Theatre in June and July. You can book ahead for that. Remember, you will get the news about the guests quicker than before anybody else. We're aiming high again, and hopefully we'll get you some terrific guests and sell the theatres out. Goodbye. Love you, everyone. Goodbye. Sit on it. Sit on it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks again for listening to the podcast, richardherring.com slash ballback slash tour or richardherring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. Gofasterstripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out. <laughs>